Stay tuned to Vinyl Community Podcasts. Welcome Hello. back, buddies. We've got a we got a fun one. I'm already going to call it now. We got a fun one coming up <laughs> here on Vinyl Community Podcast. Concert buddy, joining you. Our guest today is a channel that I only really in the last four or five months mm-hmm. have been digging into. Uh, you know, YouTube just kind of puts these things out there. Yeah. And your luck, happenstance, and everything in between. I found this is Monica and her channel yeah. is Monty Muse. Yeah, Monty Muse. Well, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. No, I, and like I said, this is no uh, hyperbole. Like I really enjoyed. You have really good work on social media, so you kind of tie oh, yeah. that in. High production value, which I really Thank need to aspire to. So uh-huh. we'll kind of get into all that. But yeah, to kick it off. Um, tell me like why YouTube, why share your collecting journey? Because it looked like you started maybe five years ago and then there was some distance between content. So maybe walk us through that. Yeah. So, uh, I quit my job in 2018 when I had my first child and I wanted to go all in, like, I'm going to be a mom, I'm all in, but, um, I was left bored. You know, there was Mm. just so many downtimes and I was a video editor and charge a whole video department at a mega church. So I had a ton, like my life was so busy before then. That's why I'm like, I just have to be a mom because I can't do both. And, um, it, it came at a halt and I'm like, well, I'm going to do YouTube then. And I started making YouTube videos about random things. Like I was fishing. I'm like, I don't know what to do it on. So I was doing on like creativity or I was doing it on, uh, mom life, which I'm glad it didn't take off because it would have been too much, you know, it's too much into the private life with mom life. And I think one time I just, I did a CD episode, but I didn't share it. And I'm like, whoa, that was fun. Like that did not feel like work. And then I finally did a record episode. And then someone commented and said, do more like this. And I was all out of ideas at that time. I think, yeah, I was all out of ideas and I did it. And then I got 700 views on my first like vinyl one. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. And, And then from there, I just started getting connected with different vinyl collectors and yeah, it was it was really cool because I was making new friends. It was like I'm in isolation, raising a baby, and now I can make new friends. And it was like the the type of personalities that collect records are usually creative, or they're into music, or they're into art. And it was like I've been looking for you guys forever. Like, where have <laughs> you been? And then, like, as I'm getting connected with a lot of you guys, like on Instagram and stuff, I'm like you guys feel like my cousins or you feel like (laughs) old best friends. And it's really neat. Like just having being older and having friends. It's like, Oh wow. Thank you guys. (laughs) It's it's funny you said that because, and and not to, not to give any rope to some other podcasts, but I'd heard that once on a podcast and it's true. The older you get, it is harder to make new friends. Right. And and sadly, you know, people grow apart and move. So you kind of lose some of the friends along the way. And the cool thing is that like, no one has expectations of your friendship. It's like, you leave a comment. That's your great friend. (laughs) It's very low maintenance. You send a meme and you're good to go. You don't have to put much. And when you're an adult, you're busy. You have your family life, you have work, whatever. And uh, yeah, the record collecting people and CD collecting people now um, are great. Well, we had, I would be remiss if I didn't call out a mutual friend that we have and that's oh, Steve, Car- 
Steve Carlson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend of the program who yeah. uh great guy. And as I was kind of like learning more about your channel, once I found your yeah. channel, I kind of did some deep dives. Yeah. I'm like, oh Steve. Yeah. No, he was my first subscriber and like, not my first subscriber, but like my first vinyl community person. And he found me and he um, gave me a shout out. And then from there, I got like, uh, like a hundred of his people. And so it's funny because I'll see, you know, people that comment on my videos, like, all the time on his I'm like oh cool so he kind of like invited me in he invited me to the table and he shared he's shared so much great music with me and uh he has a collective um taste so sometimes I'm like oh that's a little out there but then sometimes I'm like oh this was gold <laughs> yeah we just uh so he has a podcast with his friend Jim Gleason oh called, yeah uh, two guys talking about records. So I think it was maybe about a month ago we collaborated and, and I'd been looking nice. to do something with Steve for a long time. Cause yeah. Steve, uh, you know, again, the YouTube thing and how it presents people. Yeah. I didn't, you know, when he had his flood a couple of years ago and yeah. lost a collection, that's how I got introduced to him. Sadly uh, was yeah. I heard a lot of people in the community cause I wasn't making videos and I was a creeper right. I was behind the scenes, just watching. Uh -huh. And so many people were talking about this guy, Steve Carlson. And if you yeah. want to send them records and anyway, yeah. Very blessed that uh, through that, mm -hmm. got to know Steve, sent him some records. We've got a correspondence. Oh, nice. He did the same thing that you're talking about for my channel when yeah. I started two years ago that, yeah. you know, he gave me a, like a shout out. And like you yeah. said, it, it, here they came, you know, just to check. Yeah, it, out. it really, it really helps. It's just a simple shout out. And yeah, I appreciated it a lot because it helped the momentum and it helped encourage it. Like if I get comments, I get encouraged to keep on making more like, OK, someone's watching because yeah. at first, like as I'm publishing on YouTube, like people in my real life aren't really into my record life, you know, yeah. and yeah. they're like, what are you doing? You know, and then you got to act like an influencer on, you know, Instagram. They're like, OK, <laughs> but they're everyone has been supportive of like, okay, go with this. Like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. At family functions, I'll come up and be like, I've been watching your podcast <gasps> and then oh. they are, are my, my channel or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then we talk about a little bit of surface level and then, yeah. then it's a whole different conversation. Cause right. again, the collecting, like you said, the tribe, right. the, the, the record yeah. collector, it's a certain type of yeah. focus. It's a certain type. Anyway, and we'll kind of, yeah. Get into that, but. And the cool thing about it is like, my friends that had children when they were young, they're like 18, 19, they're children. And I'm like, okay, I just started. And you have, like you were telling me you have an eight year old, but they'll text me. The mom will text me and say, Hey, my kid wants to get into records. What do you recommend? Awesome. What do you, you know, what, where do I start? And you know, some of the, the moms are very protective. They don't want like, I don't know, heavy metal. <laughs> they want very nice, safe, fun. I'm like, okay, start with Beach Boys. Start <laughs> with, um, you know, start with Elvis, you know, these like classic people because, uh, you know, they want to get introduced. And of course, you could go to Target and get like Taylor Swift. But I'm of like, course. if you want to really get into records, you got to go old first. <laughs> A million percent agree. Yeah. Uh, one question I had, and, and I've asked this of some of my guests before is, you know, and, I, and, and I'm saying this because I'm more of the profile is the older white dude who makes <laughs> videos in the vinyl community. Right. So as somebody who's not the older white dude, how do you find uh, and I saw you did an Instagram post when we we're filming this uh -huh. today. Matter uh -huh. of fact, talking about yeah. female viewers. Right. So so how do you find being in the community, making content, making uh, relationships, connections, all that yeah. stuff? Yeah. Being female, like yeah. how, how is that different and how do you feel, yeah. like you said, bringing new females and, and, exactly, and younger yeah. girls to the Yeah, kids? Yeah, so 
I've always been a tomboy. I grew up in the 90s. I was watching Ninja Turtles. I wasn't playing video games, but I would watch my cousins play video games and stuff. <laughs> so I am the youngest of two older girls. And my sisters, they were teenagers. And so I would hang out with my cousins. And my cousins, they had all these different interests. And so I was interested in that too. So uh, in college, I was the only girl. I was a video editor. So I very, I'm very, i very much used to being the only girl in like a male-dominant world. And so I've always realized like I don't need to prove myself to anybody. I just got to be myself. And no, if I'm no. naturally interested in this, like – the guy is very nice, very respectful. And I don't have to be self-conscious about, I'm a girl, I don't belong here. Like I've been into photography, I've been into video editing and After Effects. And like, um, I was in charge of a tech team. And so uh, my husband's also a tech person. And so he works in TV and stuff. So when I came into records, I was a little insecure because I didn't have a lot. I didn't have a lot of records. I probably had about like 20 and my friend, who is a big vinyl person, is like, don't worry about not having the biggest collection. It's okay. Just bring your channel along with you as you're discovering these people. And I said, okay. So he gave me confidence of like, yeah, I love music. So I'm just going to jump right into it. And the cool thing about it is like being on YouTube and growing in this hobby, my subscribers have helped me because they're the pros, really. My subscribers right. are the pros, you know, like, and they, they notice the smallest things. Like I'll have B-roll footage and they'll say, oh, you could get better cables. And I'm like, okay, send me the link. Where's the better cables? <laughs> <laughs> you could get really good audio cables. Okay. Send me the link, you know? So I'm never, I try not to be sensitive like about it Great. because I'm growing with this and growing with the hobby. And like, I was watching your last episode, um, the chef vinyl chef steve and he was like you know people were giving him a hard time when he was like um comparing the audio sound and i wanted to do something like that but my husband's like don't do it you're gonna (laughs) and i said yeah you're right i'm not ready to do that but um i appreciate when people do do that because you know you want to know how does this sound so um yeah so being a girl and kind of coming onto the vinyl community I think because like Steve Carlson was so kind and brought me in and also Paul, he has a channel, Barracuda. Oh, uh, Baraka P-Dub, yeah. Baraka P-Dub, yeah. He brought, he was so kind and like just everyone was kind of welcoming. So I had a really positive experience. Everyone kind of said, come to the table, (laughs) come hang out with us. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, you know, and just people who comment, they're very encouraging. And so I was very encouraged. So I was excited when I found a few other female vinyl community um, collectors and they've come and gone. Everyone has come and gone over the past five years and stuff, but like I made friends with them and like, it's funny because I'll make friends with the wife of the husband that collects, you know, on Instagram. (laughs) And I'm like, your wife is so cool. Like she loves music too. And Uh I get to see their family grow. So we become, you know, on a deeper level connected, you know, so not just with music, but we also have the same interests. So. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been really nice. I'm so glad I have, uh, I think it was like 34 or something percent female viewers. And I've encouraged my aunts. My aunts love Alvis. I'm like, watch my channel. And so they'll comment sometimes and different friends. And I think just allowing girls to feel accepted and okay. It's okay if you don't and know included, everything. included, right? Yeah, yeah included. Part, like, yeah. yeah, come into the conversation. And um, yeah, they love music. I don't know why there's not a lot of female final collectors though i don't know why i like i was gonna research that like why are girls 
I don't know. Like, is it, I don't know. There's just, who knows why? I don't know why. Right. It could be the technical side can prevent them. Like, Oh, that's too much. Like my husband helped me make this, st- put the stereo together. It's a Frankenstein of a stereo. So I got like a piece of it from the Goodwill, a piece of sure. it. I bought. Um, my, one of my commenters said like, Hey, the speakers are on sale at Best Buy. And someone else commented and said, okay, if you can't find a CD player, use a DVD player. Okay. So I had help from the community really to put it together. And yeah, so that could be preventing some girls, the technical side, but I've always been challenged by technical problem. So I'm like, okay, I can solve this problem. No, that's great. And exactly kind of what you said, and I don't want to generalize, but I do know, unfortunately, from what I've experienced, not only doing this the last couple of years myself, but even being creeper behind the scenes guy, um, is that unfortunately, sometimes some of these female-led yeah. channels, they just, they don't have such a positive experience. So I think it's great that yeah. you've had a great experience. And I think, yeah. you know, there's that one troll or there's that one right. person that yeah. kind of gives them a sour. You got to be tough though, because I have a guy that he comes off as rude, but that's his personality. Because mm-hmm. I watched his channel. I'm like, oh, that's just who he is. Like, he's not trying to be mean. That's just who he is. So like I said, you got to have a thick skin sure. and play with it. Go. If they're going to troll you, you got to troll a little back. Like one person, when I first started said like, do you smell your records? I'm like, are you trying to be gross or, <laughs> but then I get it. Yeah. You, sometimes the records smell. <laughs> uh, talking about our last episode and, and some people being discouraged along the process and, and, have you find there's that been kickback about what I'll call, and I'm using air quotes here, vinyl snobs, you know, like uh-huh. you, maybe you miss said something or you had a date wrong or whatever. You just gotta, you gotta go with it. Like one guy said, why did you put this poster on wrong? Cause it's supposed to be portrait. I'm like, cause it fits better in my room like this. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> so you, you just gotta be tough with them, but the snobs are nice. <laughs> they, they're experts and they're passionate and you just go with that and you ask them more questions about their passion or, and I also made it a rule in myself. Like, I'm not going to say like, Hey, your cheese sucks or, you know, none of that. Like, you know, I get people who have totally different tastes than me and I'm like, I'm glad you watch my channel (laughs) because I know we're different tastes, you know? For sure. For sure. Well, let's talk about the collecting piece because, and I don't want to like label you as just a record collector because you do collect CDs. So that's why I kind of call this collecting music across formats, right? Because, um, because a lot of your, your, your videos that I got, have been catching up on are CDs, right? Is there any other format? I mean, cassettes, do you dabble? No, no. You know, I would want the cassette just for the little packaging because I thought that's kind of cool. And I even asked my mom, I'm like, do you have that one tape from 20 years ago? She's like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, I don't got it. (laughs) I asked my dad, I text him like, Hey, remember that one tape you used to listen to? Do you still got it? He's like, I have no idea. (laughs) Oh yeah. And then then the app, you try to find it back home in the box in the attic and it's, yeah. No, man, good luck. Yeah. So, um, cassettes are cool. Those people who do collect it, like, that's a very niche because it's hard to find the tapes yes. and they're expensive. It's like, what? Um, but I mainly do CDs and records and I love CDs. I have, um, I don't have a lot. So I recently got back into CDs because records were getting high. So I'm okay. like, yeah. I'll go back into my CD collection and started. Um, uh, there was a phase in the, in the Goodwill uh, thrift store. Um, days that I used to do when I first started where there was a lot, a lot of CDs. And yes. 
it was so great. I would find like collections, like I found a collection of the cure and I'm like, this is gold. And then I found some morning jacket. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I found a lot of good stuff in in 2020 and then 21. But then now it's like, Um, yeah yeah yeah. it's interesting because even like record class how i got into it over 10 years ago goodwills antiques all that stuff but yeah the hobby and and this music consumption as a whole has changed exactly you're talking about even cds yeah three and i'm suspicious that goodwill is posting them on their ebay page shop shop goodwill is a detriment to music collectors everywhere i'm not a fan not a fan and then they sky high it i'm like oh oh, it breaks my heart not cool because i loved discovering music in the goodwills and i like think of you know someone who's 18 19 they don't have a lot of money and they see something for two dollars and then they're like oh who's nirvana (laughs) you know (laughs) that's how you get introduced to this great music is when it comes to you and you find it yeah, for sure. What would you say about, you know, um, and I noticed this from some of your recent videos about thinning the herd, so to speak, oh, about yes. quality over quantity. Yes. And, and I think there's, you know, I think there's different stages of collecting CDs, is, yeah. vinyl, whatever. And that, you know, first is like, oh, I can get a whole bunch. Yeah. Get in exactly. my car. Take <laughs> it all, right? Like buffet, like fat kid and cake. Yes. And then there comes a point when space becomes yes. a consideration, when yeah. um, the prices, like we're talking about, yes. kind of go up. So you recently have yeah. been being more intentional. Kind of talk, yes. tell us about that and, and talk about how you're you're going about calling it down over yeah. quality over quantity, let's say. Yeah. So uh, when I became a mom, I had a baby with a bunch of stuff and I'm like, I can't do this, you know? So I started to go more towards minimalism. And then as I was doing that, I'm like, I need to buy things. <laughs> it was weird. Like, you know, the whole minimalism is like, you don't buy anything. I'm like, I sorry, I need to buy things. And so I started buying music. And so though I try to be minimalist in other mm-hmm. areas, like the living room, my music, I try to also be very intentional with it and not having too much stuff where it's overwhelming. So, um, like I've been gifted, you know, big boxes of records from like a family friend, they had some really good stuff in there. They had like Santana and this was like original pressing. They had some like, um, Woodstock, but then they also had stuff that I wasn't really into. Like, uh, Diana's Donna Summers. Donna Summers is good. It's cool. I'm like, I'll give this away. And so I gave it to someone who I know who likes it. And so then I started doing that. Like, as I'm listening to it, I already know I'm not going to listen to this. I'm going to give it to someone who wants it. And then like, you know, my past few episodes, I had a big pile and I'm like, well, let me try to go to the record store guy. And he didn't give me much. Yeah. And so I ended up selling individually. And that was fun. Selling records was fun. And I'm like, okay, I could do this. So I have like, as I bring in stuff, CDs too, I try to say, well, let me put it on eBay and see what happens. And you know what? Like sometimes no one buys it, but like I got an alert for like something I posted like a few months ago and it sold them like, Oh, okay. It was like $5. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay. I mean, that like selling makes you happy. It's like, oh, okay. Something's happening here. So uh, yeah, I just try to be intentional, try not to have too much clutter. Um, I've kind of went through my CDs and I still have like maybe a good 20 I haven't heard because I, I was given some CDs and I'm like, okay, I haven't like yesterday, I just listened to Joe Crocker. I just got that CD. I'm like, okay, this is good. I'll keep it. You know, so I kind of do that. As I listen to it, I'm like, um, oh, this isn't good. I'm never going to listen to this. 
and go from there. Just so ever. And it's funny because I'll list, I'll put something on the record player. And I'm like, oh, I love this. I'm like, yeah, of course I love it. I chose it. <laughs> you know, this is my collection. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> right, right. Now, did I hear, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think, because you were a guest on another podcast, not, not too recently, uh, streaming. You're just not into streaming. Is that true? Oh, streaming. I hate it. Okay. So I think, okay, so I have a theory that, because I was asking my friend, um, Steve, he does a CD um, YouTube channel and me and him love rock music. And so I was sharing Phoenix. I just got the Phoenix sure. CD and he's like, Oh, that's cool. I'm like, see, where's all the rock bands? Where are they at? He's like, I don't know. The kids just don't like them. And I'm like, I blame Spotify because when I had Spotify for like a month, it was feeding me the most generic music. I'm like, uh, what is this? Or like the top 20. I'm like, okay, I'm over this sound. You know, like it was yeah. so hard to discover music and some people have made it work for them. They can discover music on Spotify. I can't, it gives me, and it's frustrating because I love full albums. I want to listen to beginning to end. I want to look at inside it. You know, I want to look what's going on inside. I want to read the lyrics. So I'm old school like that. And so Spotify wasn't for me. I'm like, no. And then because they charge money to stream it, you know, or you got, Oh my gosh. I'm like, you're making me think of everything wrong. I hate about it. Okay. I do the free Re- version. I want to talk why I hate Spotify. No, I'm just <laughs> the free version does ads. You're grooving yep. to the song and then an ad. You're like, no, this is no way to listen to music. So Gen Z, please do not listen to music like that. Do not let the ads come and interrupt your flow. Uh, so if you do pay, I don't know what the pay version's like. <laughs> but well, you- for a while, I did do iTunes streaming, okay. and, but I would purchase full albums. And then I'm like, okay, when the streaming came on, then I'm like, I'm listening to the same album and I'm paying $10 to stream. So I'm renting this right. album of the weekend. <laughs> I'm renting it. <laughs> and then when I quit my job, then I'm like, I'm going to try to save money and buy a CD. I didn't save money <laughs> at all. But I, I fell in love with my CDs again. I fell in love with music again. And when I quit, like, I don't know if you ever quit a job, but you're like, who am I? What am I? Like your identity sure. is crushed. Or sure. you know, if you get laid off or whatever, it's like your people, friend group are gone. Your, your schedule's gone. And so my whole, my whole life was like, I don't know who I am. And then I started listening to my old music, like Third Eye Blind and some of my old rock music. And I'm like, I'm here. I exist. <laughs> it centered you. It centered you. Yes. No, yeah, no. it really did. And so vinyl also did that to me. And I'm so grateful for it. The gift it's, funny, it's funny you brought up the iTunes thing because I think, and maybe I'll, somebody will correct me on this one, but I had read years ago that like Bruce Willis, the actor, right. he, had, he had actually reached out to Apple because yes. he was putting a will together. And he's like, I have yes. hundreds of thousands of movies I've purchased. Mm-hmm. What happens to those when I when I leave the celestial plane? And it yes. became a big thing because exactly yes. what you're talking about. It's just prolonged yeah. renting. It's yeah. not there's no ownership exactly. anymore. And I find it very, very strange. And they upped the price. So when I went on, it was nine dollars. And I think now it's I don't know, ten, eleven. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not gonna do this where you're gonna up the price on my music. You're not gonna have my music hostage. And it when I walk into my room. I'm like, oh, I feel like listening to this or that, you know, and I know exactly what I want with Spotify. I'm like, skip, skip. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like Spotify. <laughs> now, do you, because the room you're in now, a lot of your videos are there. Is it uh-huh. a dedicated listening room? Is it safe to say? 
well, I made it and it's actually my feature. Okay. My, my son's one, this is his room. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So I kind of took over. It's my office. It's my record listening room. I have all my music right here, my CDs. And in the morning when the kids are asleep, I come in here and like, I start my day, I have my cup of coffee and I just, you know, just get inspired and start thinking about, Oh, what can I do on YouTube? What can I do on Instagram? Oh, I'm going to film something really quick. And, nice. um, it's my creative room. And I really needed that space, especially like being a mom of three. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I close the door or if they're around, they'll walk around and then they hear the music, the kids, and then they want to come and play, which is fun. Because, yeah. Hey, let me ask you a quick question because you brought minimalism because I've, I've kind of gone down that path too. Yeah. Okay. Um, who uh, did you, do you follow like the minimalists like Josh yes. and Nicodemus? I've been following the minimalists from like 2013 or something. Whenever oh, they started, wow. they were brand like I've heard every episode when they first started That's before, awesome. you know, start charging um, especially, you know, special episodes and stuff. So what minimalism did help me on was get out of debt. So I was in my, I had my school debt. I had my car debt. I had like a little mini Cooper. So I had altogether $60,000 in debt. And I had just started dating my husband. And so I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to be responsible now. I think I'm going to, you know, like we're going to get married one day. I need to handle this debt. I I knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I love the 60s, the 70s. If I could have that life, I would. Like, you know, I, I... People don't, people don't like that, you know, that old fashioned woman. I'm like, I do. <laughs> I love being a mom and sure. having a family and being able to be all there for my kids. So uh, the minimalism really helped me um, be more intentional with my, my purchases and it helped me get out of debt. And I got out of debt by the time we got married. I think I had $3,000 left. I had to sell the car. You know, I had to sell a few things. Some hard choices, but yeah, Yeah. it it provides, like they talk about, it provides, you know, the life, you know, don't be attached to your things. Yeah, stop traveling, you know, all that stuff. When I tell people like I've read the books and I I, yeah. I watched the I think the Netflix documentary mm-hmm. kind of turned me into it and I watched the first one and I'm like man yeah. that makes a lot of sense yeah and then life got in the way and then where and then they yeah. made the second one yeah. um, so I've read the books I do the podcast uh, yeah. you know, Patreon all that stuff but yeah when I tell people I'm a record collector that's the only caveat right I that is to- me too I made that rule <laughs> <laughs> I had it because and 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 yeah. Josh and Ryan and those guys say that yeah. you know if it brings you joy and yeah it's, it like has they love value. sweaters. I think the Ryan guy, he said, I have all the sweaters. I have all the jackets. And I'm like, okay. Um, But you know what? When I first did minimalism, I did get rid of my CDs. I'm like, I don't need this. But then I'm like, no, I want that. So I took it out and I brought it back in. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So another great segue. Um, So not just about the CDs, but bringing something back, right? Um, Why why choose vinyl, right? Because because obviously we're in a, for lack of a better word, a digital world. Mm -hmm. And... You know, people like we were talking about Spotify yeah. earlier, like people like the convenience piece. Yeah. The vinyl is very like we talked about intentional listening. Yeah. It has to be very deliberate. You have to obviously physically touch. Yeah. It, it, et cetera. So, so why choose vinyl in our digital era? Now? Yes. Well, when I first got into records, it was magical. It was like, oh my gosh, analog sound amazing. And experience was old fashioned. And so I'm like, okay, like this is connecting me to history. So I started collecting old 60s stuff. And like I was getting reconnected to like my parents' generation and Mm. their story. And I would imagine, you know, their life in the 60s and the 70s growing up. And so that was very fascinating to me. And so I think over the years, the record helped me 
in a more therapeutic way. So as it's playing, you know, I'm, and I love art and I love uh, graphic design and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. the CD sleeve as well, because I know we're on vinyl, but real quick, the CD sleeve yeah. encouraged me to be more into graphic design when I was oh. trying to figure out like, what should I do for a living? After high school, I'm like, I would love to make a CD sleeve, you know? (laughs) So that was like, that inspired me. But then also, okay, so back to the vinyl, it gets me away from the phone. You know, I'm, I'm a person where I love connecting with people. I love making things on the phone for a while. I didn't have a smartphone because I knew like, I'm going to get addicted to it. I already know it. (laughs) And I don't want to Instagram. I'm going to get addicted to it. And I, I didn't have a phone for like a year. And finally, my friends were like, get a phone. <laughs> Join I us. We float down and then, here. Yeah. Like I said, my work was overwhelming. So they couldn't contact me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then I got a phone. I got a smartphone. Uh, but the record has always been with me when it comes to like helping me not get stressed out or helping me relax, helping me breathe, helping me be inspired, you know, thinking and, and journaling and stuff. It it helps center me, you know, so, and it just looks nice, you know, the big, I have some right here, you know, it's just awesome. Like (laughs) to hold in your hands. And like, like I said, it's history because these are, I have some old originals and, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't care if there's wear and tear on it because it's like, okay, someone else loved this album. The patina. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. What, um, when you, when you see some of the other folks on YouTube and other collectors and that sort of thing, do you drive inspiration? And, and, and inside of that, it's like a follow-up question to, I guess, an earlier thing I was thinking mm-hmm. about. Um, has there ever been a better time, in your opinion, to be a record collector? Because you've it's got record time. store day. And <laughs> no, Bell. it's the worst. Really, the worst. Tell me why. It really is because the prices have gone up. It would okay. have locked me out. I would have felt overwhelmed. Like, I can't afford that. You know? Like, I got this for, like, three dollars you know and now you would pay ten dollars and shipping and all this stuff so it's the worst time but it's worth it because i think we need it like we need to get away from our phones we need to get away from uh, the drama of everything everything is a drama (laughs) thing you know and just kind of like get away from all that and listen to your records and so i will say that sometimes like you know, the world's on fire, but I'm listening to my records. <laughs> <laughs> World is burning, but you're sitting yeah. in your chair just listening yeah. and zoning out. No. But the thing that it does is it helps you like think about what's important. And then you can come back to those issues and you know what you think, what you feel, because you've had time away to process it and to think about it. So it's like you could be confident in what you believe. Like, I believe it's good for me. I'm a mom. I'm going to focus on my kids. And then second is like, I can do YouTube if I want, if I have time, you know, and if I miss a week, it's not a big deal, you know? So it's great to, to, you know, kind of do your own thing. (laughs) Don't follow the whole, like, try to do this or try to do that. Like I have. Well, and that's, it's funny you say that because the the whole FOMO thing is really, Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's not just the vinyl community and record collecting, but uh, video game, what, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. your your little hobby seems to be, FOMO is always under underneath yeah. the surface, and that can kind of, I wouldn't say corrupt, but it can, it can yeah. kind of confuse people's focus yeah. from the music and why yeah. they do it, as opposed to I've got to get all the Taylor Swift. Right, and- <laughs> exactly. I think the boundaries also help your collection, where you're gonna be for sure you want this one instead of wasting all your money on this, you know, you do your research, you look at, you look at your music and you see, Oh, I really want this one. I really want that one. So 
the boundaries of my space has helped me cultivate my collection to be exactly what I want it to be. So in my sections, I have like my modern rock and then I have like old school and, you know, I'm everything I, like I said, everything I listen to, I'm enjoying. But like, if my husband comes into the room, he's like, I don't like this. I'm like, it's not your collection. (laughs) But then I see him walking over, he's looking at my CDs and I'm like, See, you like my music. <laughs> sometimes we match up on our music taste and sometimes we don't. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, how, how do you use or, or, or how important is like online shopping? Like I know you've talked about doing things on eBay before. Yes, like, yeah. Discogs, is that part of your like collection? I don't really do discogs because it adds up. You, you add, you put your item in the cart and then you got to pay for shipping. And it's like, there's not a deal. It's very hard to find a deal there but once in a while if i am looking for something specific i'll i'll go on there i mainly find my deals in ebay and if i find a good shop on ebay like i just recently bought the who the beach boys and elo for like each record was like three dollars and he bundled them where i only paid shipping for five dollars and so like i was I, i my niche of record collecting is being cheap (laughs) i like if you want to know the hacks like i'm trying to develop the hacks and i'm trying to learn from you guys what are the hacks i i don't have a lot of money i do photography on the side and that's kind of like my side hustle money but i don't spend the main the main fund for the family (laughs) right yeah 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 only to keep like i said the boundaries help so if i had unlimited boundaries and i'm like okay my husband's working i'm gonna buy whatever i want then i'm gonna end up with stuff where I'm like, I didn't really want this. I didn't really want that. But when like for me, I have to work for my record money, then it's more pride. And yeah. um, I take more ownership with my music. And, and then it pushes me to also do my photography. Like, okay, go out there and do some jobs and um, go out there and make some money. And, and also as a photographer and a creative person, I don't like to charge money. I don't want to, you know, oh. it's awkward for me. But because of my motivation for the records, oh, I see. yeah, okay, and my YouTube channel, then I'm motivated. I'm worth this much. <laughs> well, talking about side hustle, I mean, in your recent videos, like we talked on earlier, mm-hmm. you did sell some uh, some of your uh, I did extras, right? So, do you find that was it the first time you'd really kind of consciously be like, yes. okay, I'll see what I can get? How that? Yes, go for and you? I didn't know because I'd been given a big box of stuff. Um, I didn't know what it was and if it was good. It was a lot of the like in culture. There's the the A, you know, the top A ones, B and C. These were the C a collection, uh, you know, like they're okay, but not like really good. And like, sure, sure, maybe one know. or a handful of them. Like, are, like someone people. out there loves this, but not me. <laughs> and so I was like, that was my audience. Like, okay, I'm going to sell it to the one person who loves it and is looking for that. And yeah, so I, I made I think altogether one fifty, one hundred and fifty dollars, which hey, is better bad. than the record seller guy was going to give me. I think. Ten dollars or something? Uh, I don't uh, even know. It was bad. It was so bad. So uh, sadness, sadness. I know. Well, <laughs> well, all right. We're at the lightning round okay. portion of the presentation. So um, I'm gonna hit you with some quick ones, and then uh, we'll, we'll get you back on to, to the little ones behind the door. Yes. Um, <laughs> tell me about your your favorite or most memorable find out in the wild. Uh, let's see. Um. And that's a hard one. <laughs> Let me see. Okay, I have some records here. Okay, I just got to look at it and then I'm sparked. Okay, I really liked, um, I think Steve Carlson told me about him. Tim Buckley. 
Oh, okay. and I really wanted his stuff. And I looked up his music on YouTube, and it was it was really like folky, but um, it wasn't popular like a Bob Dylan. But you kind of sound like a little bit about Bob Dylan. Sure, singer songwriter. Sure. Yeah, and so I found him, and th- this was ten. This was 10 as well. And so, yeah, when I came across them, I'm like, I know who Tim Buckley is. I want it. And like, I love these records. They're so cool. So that was a good find. Okay, nice. Did, um, here, here's one, here's one that I've okay. asked you. Oh, you got another one? No, please. Well, I don't know. I'm just. No, show me, show me. If you got to okay. go on the flex. Okay, first, first record ever, Simon and Garfunkel. I got this at the Goodwill for a dollar. In your first video, all-time video, I'm just saying. So people yeah. want to go back and watch. This was. Yes. yes. Yeah, so it was the first one I bought. And I went, um, I was hanging out with a guy. And he had a record player because I didn't have a record player. And I said, let's play it. And so I listened to Bridge Over Trembling Water. And I was like. I'm in love with records. It was amazing. It really was. And so this one got me. This one hooked me in. Did it. Did it. All right. Next one. Should concerts be moved to matinees? Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, like a couple months ago, was talking about this because, like, the way they do plays, you have a matinee in an evening. Oh, cool. Wait, that wait, that's wait. a great idea. Yes. Especially as we're getting older. I'm not going yes. to. Yes. I don't like. Yeah. Nine o'clock, the main band goes up. I'm like, Tough. this is going to be a late night. <laughs> uh, especially during the weekdays. I'm just like, yes. I never thought I'd be my parents, but yeah. I'm kind of my parents. So like weekends, you got a little bit of time yes. to recover, a little flexibility. But do you think that uh, bands and artists that would be awesome. That? Okay. Yeah, and they should do like a, an afternoon set and then an evening set. That would be even better. Cool. Even better. Yeah, I don't see All why right. not. <laughs> All right, hard one, hard one. And this one okay. may be polarizing, so I'm just going to throw it out there. Rolling Stones or the Beatles? You only get pick one. I don't know much about Rolling Stones. I haven't gotten there yet. So it's going to be the Beatles. But if you do Beatles and Beach Boys. <laughs> Beach Boys. I love Beach Boys. I love Brian Wilson. I love his complexity of who he is and sure. their story. And yeah. do you uh, Are you familiar with Dennis Wilson's solo record, Pacific Ocean Blue? Yeah, yes. that's a good one too. Very Look good it. I got it back here. It's right there. Nice. Hanging that, on that's, there. That's a collector for you. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Way to go. All right. Last one for you. How do you involve your kids or your family in your collecting pursuits? Is it one of those things where you actively try to like engage them with the music or if you're at a thrift store or something mm-hmm. and walk them through it? Or is, yeah. it, is it a lot harder to kind of rope them into the experience? I think just playing my records and they walk into the room and they have fun with it and to kind of see where their taste is and where it's lying. Like the baby boy, he loves rock music. I play like Nirvana or Foo Fighters and he's dancing. He loves it already. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Um, And then the girls love the like mellow. They do love the Taylor Swift. I'm like, okay, you're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then if they see records on cartoons or TV, they'll say, mom, look records. And they get really happy about it. That's so fun. Yeah. All right. Well, we've done it. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's so fun to talk about. Monica, so awesome. The channel is Monty Muse. Muse. And I'll have links below in the show notes and all that stuff. I cannot cannot recommend this channel enough. Fun, positive, great work on social media. And like you said, like the the, the quality because of your photography and and creative background really shines through. So thank you for joining me. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Chance. And that was another trip around the turntable. Thanks for listening to Vinyl Community Podcasts.